Welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio. Are you ready to expand your consciousness? Your hosts are Neil and Soul Gore. This is a revolutionary, cutting-edge, and deeply esoteric program. Join us as we explore the nature of our reality. Here is Neil and Soul. Welcome, everyone. This is Neil Gore. And I'm Sol Gore. This is Portal to Ascension Radio. And we are here to explore and expand your consciousness with revolutionary awareness. On today's show, we have two guests. Our first guest is Andrew Bartzis, the galactic historian who's going to be taking us on a journey of the galactic history of our human race. And in the second half, we'll be bringing on Michael Tellinger, who we're currently on tour with. We'll be heading up the West Coast into Canada, facilitating seminars on in multiple cities on the hidden origins of humanity and the truth of advanced ancient civilizations. Right, and we'll also be creating some events on Ubuntu, which is a philosophy based on contributionism that Michael has actually been spearheading that allows us to reclaim our sovereignty and kind of look at economy and society in a whole new, different light and create a world of abundance and eventually move into a money-free society. So we'll be getting that uh, onto that with him in the third segment today. But our first guest, Andrew, we actually did have him on a webinar last year. It was called the Extraterrestrial Disclosure Online Summit. And the way I stumbled across Andrew was I was just researching, simply researching people for the event. I wanted to get more people that we hadn't worked with before. And I simply Googled galactic history and I found a video. I think it was multiple hours long with um, Andrew going into this and all the information that he shared truly resonated with me. And then we had him on our conference and he presented on this awareness, but he also presents on other topics, metaphysical topics, shamanism, and our current evolution of humanity, what's going on right now. I particularly like the fact that he talks about the dimensionality and gets into the spiritual aspect of it all. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on. Andrew, are you with us? I'm here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hi. Thanks for being with us. Welcome. Hope you're having a really great day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and having this interview with you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you. So we we were just discussing before this, and we're talking about the galactic history, and you were saying how what a a big um, topic that is and how far back it really goes. But you're also talking about that it's more relevant what is going on right now, what's happened in the last couple of thousand years in regards to our history of humanity and what, what it's going to mean for us in the coming years. So why don't you just start off so, by telling us how you came across this awareness and a bit about that. So it started for me when I was nine years old. Um, I had an experience while I was at a baseball game. And what ended up happening is it was uh, bottom of the ninth inning, tied score, and our team hit a home run and everyone in the stadium cheered. That's when my life changed. That's when I became multidimensionally aware of everyone in the stadium, everyone that was watching on TV, everyone that was listening on radio. I knew who they were, what they were, what past lives they had, and what future lives they had. I was indelibly changed, inevitably changed into a being that I am today, a being that uses the Akashic Record as a form of awareness to seek our, our species race amnesia, race history, things that are in our long ancient past that we have no knowingness of in any way, shape, or form. And that's where I understood what the galactic historian was. It was a responsibility to awareness. And I went on that path to discover what that awareness was until I developed it into a, a skill set in which I could read people from multiple forms of formats or have an understanding of multiple celestial formats from the negatives that have come here to the positives that have come here to the nature of hollow earth where 20,000 separate species live deep underground, deep under our world in a form of a limited agreement of a government where they won't interfere with the surface population, even though the surface population is just a DNA commodity market to them. I became aware of that at a very, very young age. Some in the modern, and then our current industry call it the Draco, the reptilian. There are things that are worse than them all throughout the galaxy and the universe. That's just what's made it into our colloquial now. As I, as I became a presenter in um, late 2012, um, October, October 31st, 2012 was my first public radio show. And from that point forth, I've been on a blazing trail where people have been seeking me all over the world to ask me individuated questions about Atlantis, Lemuria, what went on. And I began to explain from my point of view We are a time-traveling species, leapfrogging forward in time, constantly trying to stay away from a series of paradoxes that were created by our ancient relatives who used time travel in a form of warfare. 
That would be Atlantis and Lemuria. They both use this time travel as a form of warfare for both positive and negative's purpose. 50 million years ago, our world was what I call a seventh dimensional seed planet. Its purpose was to seed new life on new worlds. And the beings that would come here would learn great positive lessons and negative lessons through forced evolution or natural organic co-creative evolution so that they could go off to other worlds and bring a new form of life, a new form of light format, a new form of multidimensionality to the unlimited point of view of the universe. There began a battle over this world. And the battle for this world was the incarnation battle. This is where what I speak about is vastly different than the rest of the, the industry that's out there that's presenters and presenters. It's not about boots on the ground. It's not about ships in the space. It's not about technology or implants or any of that. It's how many souls can you get from your planet to incarnate here and outbreed everyone else. Beautiful. Thank you. And I couldn't agree more. You you touched on hollow earth and 20,000 civilizations living in hollow earth. Let me just ask you this really quick. How long have these civilizations been there? And did they start on the surface and then make their way to hollow earth? Um, no. So our world is set up with three separate actual linear timelines, hollow earth, surface earth, and astral earth. To live on the surface, you must have you must have an ancestral connection here, and that is your link to linear time. Now, at hollow earth is multidimensional time. So there are aspects of hollow earth where it's giant hollow out caverns, and there are other aspects where the beings are in fourth and fifth dimension or density, and they live in between the space of atoms. They are energy beings, and so one inch in between you know, in, a, in a rock is you know, 10 million miles for them. They don't use the same form of physics or, or, or densities that we do. We come to learn, I have come to learn through my years of doing this, that physics scales based off of your awareness. So beings that live in a hollow earth, 20,000 plus species, they are the seed DNA for our surface population. And much of that surface population has been dumbed down in unawareness, has no sovereign abilities, has been disconnected from its sacred feminine and its sacred masculine, has had perverted concepts that are put into it, and they're... They're a commodity to trade to other species because our DNA is the, let's just say, the Porsche of the DNA skin suits that are out there, where a large variety of other DNA skin suits don't have roll-up windows, don't have auto windshield wipers, have crappy tires, and so on and so forth. So, so you're saying that our DNA as humans here, we're, we're like a, a library of DNA for other civilizations in the galaxy? Yes, and it is what started the DNA wars about 30 million years ago. It's what started the main time travel wars is species who began to learn what our skin suit was because a group of founder beings created us. And when those founders went off on a great journey to the stars to discover their God, because every God is a God is a God is a God before that, which is the law of one searching for the eternalness, the eternal oneness, they left us behind as an experiment. And that experiment got aware of itself and then other versions of the experiment became became aware that you created a, they created another version that had better better capabilities and then other beings from other worlds who had nothing to do with humanity's experiment came here and tried to hijack the experiment because they understood our dna had a much richer experience we were full seven color time experiencing dna beings meaning a dna light body can enter here Planned spiritual contracts with soul families have super rich experiences wow. that last into the light body, which shows more soul age. You know, the rest of the galaxy worries about soul age, not about linear age. So when they came here, they were trying to breed their own population or take the DNA, the special parts of our DNA, and imprint it or embed it, embed it into their own societies. There were many societies that were so scientific, had lost many of their emotions, they decided to remove their sex organs so that they could get a bigger chunk of our advanced DNA. And this is what really created the DNA warfare commodity system that we have today. Many species screwed themselves up very, very bad by disconnecting themselves from the tree of life. Souls no longer wanted to incarnate into their perverted lineage. They wanted to go back into the human lineage. 
thus why humans were needed as breeding groups on uh, in different planetary systems. Andrew, I, I have a question. Sure. Would you say that are we like AI? Is our body like the skin suit, an AI no. experiment that became really, and like the spirit is what? No, it's not an AI. It's, it's, it's okay. a consciousness. It's an actual consciousness. But our spirit is consciousness, right? Yeah. And our body is memories. So oh. DNA, DNA is 80% memories. Memories of this lifetime, the lifetime before that, or the lifetimes that when you were in the astral world trying to come in, you mm -hmm. wanted to take the, the most seven most relevant lifetimes as your archive of what I'm going to do this mm -hmm. lifetime. Mm -hmm. Place how skill sets of silversmithing, radioing, music, art. Yeah, that's the that, that lifetime I did in 200 AD. I and I was an amazing artist. I want that into my DNA memories. So, do you only choose seven out of no. the, as many lives? No, it, the seven is what it takes for a being to enter the DNA light body and have more awareness. Those are the seven common ones that introduce you into the infinite point of view of your wisdom. Right, right. Yeah. It's familiarity. So you want to bring the ones that you would have the greatest ability to recognize. Right. So those are the themes of your life, basically, that, that you pull on for in order for your experience for this life. Correct. Correct. Okay. So you spoke a little earlier and you said that, um, well, were, were there, was there ever a time that there were multiple sentient beings living on the planet? I'm not talking just about like a God race creating uh, a genetic hybrid, but other beings coexisting sentient extraterrestrial yes. beings. Yes. So one of my, one of my first uh, uh, interviews that I did was the galactic history with Lance White in which a, a, temp, a 20 part episode where I explained the 54 million year history of our species. And I start with Lemuria at 54 million years ago. At that point, there were 2.2 trillion beings living on Earth's surface, hollow, an astral worth and as world and as many as 60,000 different DNA species, hmm. not just humans. So yes. And it, it has been a common theme for the last 54 million years to have the hollow, hollow spaces act as higher density beings, the surface act as the precognitive workforce wow. and the astral as the incarnative workforce. What's it? Can you explain the incarnative workforce? What does that mean? So the precognitive workforce is what's what is needed for consciousness to expand beyond its ability to perceive light. There is light in many different formats. There's light, light. There's dark light. There's light matter. There's dark matter. There's transdimensional matter, and then there's the ability for consciousness to transverse the multiverse. And they were looking for a a large volume of souls that could observe everything. So they needed astral beings for incarnative, meaning the new ones that want to come in and learn the precognitive skills to enter the astral world so that they could send their consciousness to the ends of the universe and discover that the universe actually does expand every few million years. And that, that would be part of their goal is to go to the end of the universe with a large pilgrimage of millions of beings and vessels to watch the universe actually expand. Wow. And that's the sole purpose is observing the expansion. Yes. And then the, in the expansion, whole new planets and galaxies and solar systems are created in which they would bring their seed of life to precognitive, precognitive workforce, precognitive incarnative force, and then precognitive astral force. Okay. And when all these beings came to earth and at different times, and you said that some beings hijacked this timeline in order to harvest DNA did any of them decide to incarnate here in, instead of yes. taking it? Okay, can yes. you give some examples? So it was actually an incarnation war here. And this is one of the really big things, uh, sticking topics that a lot of people who come to the material that I present have a, not necessarily a hard time, but they, once they begin to understand it, it's again, it's not about boots on the ground, it's not about technology, it's not about implants, it's not about fear. And it's not about dumbing people down. It's literally, can you outbreed the surface population? Can you outbreed it with dumber souls who aren't experienced enough to know the bait and switch that's being done in the commoditized market? So yes, many of them have come in, lived human lives, been inside the experience, 
so that they can refine the experience in different formats. Mm. Are they, go ahead. So there are certain sections of, of the planet that are owned by this group or owned by this group. Everything in our world right now is a proxy puppet war. No one in our, in our society actually runs, you know, humans don't run it. It's the, uh, the hollow earth beings who have their proxy war, their puppeteers, who actually run the system that we believe in. Hmm. And are these beings in hollow earth? Because you said a lot of them are multidimensional. So would that, would that be equal to higher dimensionals and higher consciousness? Because if they're controlling us, isn't that like a lower dimensional kind of energy? So when the, when the, we'll just call them the ancients left, there was this legacy of who, who was more related to the ancients. What ended up happening, a group of species, the Dracos, the so on, and the different baddies that are out there versus the different goodies said, I'm the offspring of the founder beings. I should be in charge of the DNA and began a war. Okay? And to ultimately ended in what I call a light dictatorship, where both the light side and the dark side are stuck in this process where they have these massive waves of soul integrations coming from tens of millions of different worlds. And... The dark saying, I want my guys in first. They created the Archon Grid. And the whole Archon Grid, all it is is saying who can get in and who goes out in their function of the souls that they're trying to mass incarnate here. And you have other groups that are trying to pass the incarnation process and directly bring people here via ships so that they can have some form of relationship to the planet so that they can begin breeding here. Right, right. And has that happened? That hasn't happened since the ancient past, right? Or is that currently happening now? Happening. It's, it's happening all the time. It's never really stopped happening. Right. It's all about our awareness. We are, we are a dumbed-down species. I mean, heck, we didn't have rape laws until the 1940s. Right, right. Okay? You know, we're literally just uh, 50 years out of the Dark Ages. So would it be fair to say that a lot of these other high-dimensional beings are waiting for us to meet them halfway to kind of inspire unity on this planet before that they connect and come down yes. here? Yes. As we cross the galactic central plane, we are in the galactic central plane. You know, if you can think of it as a line on a graph, we are inside the line right now. Mm -hmm. It takes roughly 80 years to go through the line. So that's what it would take. Yeah. 80, 80 years and a lot of... From 20, 20, 2006... Yeah, roughly around 80 years to go through the line. So let's, um, let's just cut to a quick commercial break and we'll come back on and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Be right back, everybody. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Portal to Ascension takes you to the edge of what we perceive as reality. We exist to bring awareness to hidden ancient wisdom, our true world in galactic history, advanced technology, sound and frequency, sacred economics, conscious living, cosmic consciousness, and the ascension of humanity. Neil and Sol Gore are your facilitators for this experience. The time is now for the expansion of your consciousness. Participate in our online webinars. Visit portaltoascension.org. That's portaltoascension.org. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Portal to Ascension Radio with Neil and Soul Gore. To find out more about the program and to contact Neil and Soul directly, please visit our website at portaltoascension.org. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Andrew Bartzies, and he's got us at the edge of our seats with information. So we were discussing the 80 years. What, so what happens after the 80 years? What does that look like? Linear time no longer is our soul perception. Roman numeral time, we begin to detoxify from it and its, and its many hydra connections into the negative soul contract processes with the Babylonian money process in which life was valuated or devaluated. That is, what, 
that is what ultimately the greatest damage that has been done to the souls that have been coming to incarnate here is that linear time had been hijacked and made into something that was a commoditized negative market. When did um, this 80-year window start? 2006. So, so, so you're saying by 2086, we're going to have transcended the limitation of linear time? Mm, let's use a better set of words. Those, there will be a separation of densities, a bifurcation process, where those that learn to detoxify from Roman numeral time, and they'll be able to simultaneously exist in a new form of time, or what I simply call no time, right. or the galactic scale of time, and still be able to be here in Roman numeral time without it negatively affecting them through the Babylonian money curse, or the variety of other systems that are here to keep us as non-illuminated masters. Beautiful. So that's like the true integration point where we kind of live the paradox of living within linear time, but living without it at the same exact time. Yes. And that's also where huge groups of beings will, will come to communicate directly with individuals. They're going to bypass the government and they're going to teach people how to, what I say, unmanifest their bodies because as a photonic being of light who can transverse the multiverse, that's your, your, your innate legacy as a soul, you don't need a body. The soul is just the instrument of the experience in this density of reality. And the human DNA side is 80% memories. The other 20% is the map of the universe in which you've been in and the other types of experience you've had as other I am beings incarnating on other worlds who have totally different rules of physics and belief. So... Are you saying that once we, uh, once we are able to remove or or leave our body with spirit at will, that's when we'll be able to travel different dimensions and time and everything. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And I've always felt that that would happen in our lifetimes, and you're you're affirming that chances are that we are going to be able to cultivate that experience pretty soon. People are cultivating it right now. I, right. I teach a course called Living the Mystical Life Daily, and it's about finding the joy of prayer so that one can begin to transverse the multiverse through the process of prayer, the process of ceremony. One thing that I've learned through the galactic history, it is the healers, it is the teachers, and it is the spirit beings who have learned spirit and science and mixed it with ceremony that have made it the greatest in detoxifying from Roman numeral time. And in fact, there are people now who can unmanifest their body, but there's still a, 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 what I call an agenda I am being. They were born in a fetus, they went through the forgetting of the birth canal, and now are I am contract resolving beings. Mm -hmm. So this wave of time that we are in this window before the 80 years is done is where we get to resolve some of our greatest karmas, our greatest failures, our greatest, our great, make our greatest successes. Is where teachers who never had a chance in the last 5,000 years because the system was constantly beating them down get an opportunity to step up in their own faith, their own wisdom, their own drive and vigor forward. Just like YouTube have decided to be radio and go on tour, it was your choice. There are hundreds of other lifetimes where you never had a choice. You were in the sex market, slave industry, you were just a farmer, so on and so forth. Or you were a king at, at age five and killed by your age 11. Right, right. It's fair to say just about everyone on this surface world has done everything in the incarnation and reincarnation process. Everyone's been a king, a queen, a pauper, a warrior, and everything in between. So would some of that karma that we're resolving, would it be galactic karma, not just our own individual yes. soul karma? Yes. Multiple galactic rings, karma. multiple species? Yep, yep, yep. Based off of the time travel wars, because one of the, the other big topics that I speak about is that at one point in time, this, this world was attacked by thousands of different species who were using technological forms of time travel and spiritual forms of time travel to go back to the founding of our world and erase our original genetic soup and replace it with something else that was more similar to them. It's known as timeline genocide. And it created massive forms of paradoxes in the incarnation process in thousands of different worlds. Wow. You know, you know, so it, it was, it, it's what we're resolving, trying to resolve now. And the whole reason linear time was created was to unravel the hairball of the tens of thousands of species who were all using time travel and not being 
good with it, you know, truly creating time travel pollution. And it created organizations that were trying to stop time travel and other organizations who were trying to create time travel warfare and use it on other worlds. Right, right. So suddenly it created paradox after paradox after paradox into what made what's called an uncreational event. And then the creators of the universe came back and created the universe and again and said, all right, we've got to stop this. But it is a free willed universe. And it requires beings to step forward on the mantle of responsibility and say, if you are going to use this form of technology, you must be responsible to it as the soul incarnating from lifetime to lifetime or as a photonic being of light transversing the multiverse. So when you time travel, do you create a new parallel Earth by time traveling? Or not all. you said, so paradoxes came from those civilizations that got affected by their timeline being tampered with. Or individual photonic beings of light that are very influential to a timeline who are suddenly not there. Ah. So it's individual timeline assassinations and genocides or, or, or lineage-based genocides. Let's say they, they never wanted Julius Caesar's lineage to ever be there. They would go in and take out the original lineage, which would greatly alter our history. And then there's technological versions of time travel that create parallel technological timelines. And then there are also natural parallel timelines based off of our dreaming world. And so many species have figured out how to use and abuse both different expressions of that. So there can be tens of thousands, you know, at one point, 2000, let's say 2002, there was many, each human being was as many as 65,000 separate timelines, bad timelines or negative timelines created by other beings who were intentionally trying to divide you so that the biggest form of you wasn't on the linear frequency of time that would cross the galactic central plane. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? And yep. would you say that that's how it could be explained? Mm, I have been asked that question thousands of times. <laughs> it, is just, it is just one point of view where organized chaos is not organized chaos. It, mm -hmm. is, it is the divine spirit working through all of us. And then we simply need to get out of our own way to accept the spirits working with us. This is what I call equal co-creation, non-competition, non-hierarchical order. Those are the three tenets that create the common moral code of do no harm to any sentient kind. Hmm. Right, beautiful. So we have about, we have about six minutes, so I wanna take a, go a little further back and yeah. talk about what you spoke about in regards to, I think you said 54 million years ago, yep. something occurred. Was that something on Earth or somewhere else in the universe? That's when our planet was created from the ground up. So the Earth, was the Earth actually here? And then you mean like everything on the Earth was created? Or? No, our, our Earth, has, our Earth is, we are not in the original place our Earth was created. Our Earth actually has a, has a drive inside it called the Unity Consciousness Drive. It's a teleportation drive. And there's external systems that have teleported this planet 12 times in the last 54 million years. So we aren't in the original starting place in any way, shape, or form. And at one point, our planet actually was in another, teleported to another universe to resolve a different form of timeline genocide karma. Wow. Right. So it moves around. And it was a created from the ground up. And the soul that is Earth, the divine feminine spirit that's Earth, had been planning for many billions of years to try to create a planet that was li unlike anything else and that would have DNA unlike anything else. Right. right. So, so what about the story about Earth being, um, I believe, in between Mars and Jupiter before and being moved from there to over here as one of the, the moves? Is, that, is there any truth to that? Again, my material is going to be vastly different from many, many, many other people. Mm -hmm. So there was at one time our solar system, was, because what existed here where we're, where we're at right now is the moon. And the moon is just a marker in, in universal time. As I was saying before, beings would go to the end of the universe and say, oh, my God, here it is. And they put a marker stone there. Our moon is one of those marker stones uh -huh. from the seventh generation or the seventh generation of light expansion of our universe. So our universe is now at like 28th expansion now. So our planet has come closer in dense frequency of, of light to use, let's just say, this place of crossing space-time on the galactic level 
to bridge a gap between ancient forms of light, ancient past forms of light, and ancient future forms of light. And all that light is, is the law of one saying we're all in unity with souls trying to figure it out and explain it to their relationship that is the great spirit, the, the creator, all that is, was, or will be. Right. So to answer your question, our, in this solar system that we under this planet has moved as many as 200 times. Okay. Now you spoke also about the, the founders inc um, incarnating here or starting out. Can you speak about the founders? Who are they and where did they begin in their galaxy? So it's a universal expression. So when our universe was created around 16, well, we can't even use linear time, but roughly 16 billion years ago when this universe was created, um, a being from another universe went out to the void spaces in between universes and then began recalling all of its multidimensional life formats, all of its bilocated frequencies and other galaxies and universe and began assembling all of them in just void space until it compacted and compacted and compacted and went through a massive expansion. That massive expansion made the first bubble of that universe. And then it began to invite other soul families from other galaxies and other universes to be the first imprint that its first galactic universal central sun would begin an incarnational process. Mm -hmm. Founder beings are the first 12 generations of immigration into this new universe from other places who began the setup and the foundation of how the universal physics would work, how light would be exchanged, what light will look like a billion years from now. They were the forecasters, the builders. That's what those founder beings are. Wow. And so they, too, on their great path, seeded hundreds of worlds, created hundreds of worlds, and suddenly said, I, too, want to become my own galaxy, my own universe. I want that in my expression." And they created other beings to make sure the system was managed. And that's the founder beings who created us, the managers from the fourth to 11th generation of light incarnations to what we are on now, the 27th light incarnation. And so are you saying that these beings actually created like the laws of physics as well? Because they, they came yes. up with how light will travel and all of that? Everything for this physics of this universe because it works different in every universe. Right. Is that why maybe we can't reach other universes until maybe we figure out our own? We can reach uni other universes right now. It's just that we are thought away. It's a matter of what are you going to retain. Hmm. Okay. Awesome. It's what you're going to retain. And we live in a world that doesn't teach people how to properly educate themselves. Eh? You know, you're going to have Michael Tellinger on later, and he's talking about Ubuntu. That's a, that's a multidimensional great concept that we could live our world by. Exactly. I speak about spiritual sovereignty, and I have spiritual contract revocations that are designed to help re-empower and sovereign people so that they can get back on their natural co-creative evolutionary path. The negatives that we have in our, in, our, in our place right now are using a specific form of forced evolution that is abusing our natural co-creative evolution and making it strictly forced evolution for war's sake, for commodity's sake, truly taking away our ability to be the greatest we can be at any given moment that we choose to engage yes, our secret yes. discipline. Wow. Um, I couldn't agree more, brother, and we're in it right now. This is the right. time for the shift going on in this moment. And um, right. we're just so happy and excited to be connected with you. Thank you so much for all of your energy and work. We're actually coming up to the end of this segment. So why don't you just close off, share some more information about you, how we can find out even more awareness. Okay, so if they, people want to find out more about the Galactic History, they can go to my YouTube channel, um, Galactic Historian, or just type in my name, Andrew Bartzis. Or they can go to my website, andrewbartzis.com. Uh, this October, I have a, a four-day event titled Living the Mystical Life Daily, where I teach people how to begin to read the Akashic Records like I do. It's a four-day a four four event, and we're, we're going to learn all about stuff that we've talked about today and, and much, much more. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being with us. We... 
We will definitely be having you on more Portal to Ascension events and please continue uh, doing what you're doing. We'll be right back with Michael Tellinger. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Portal to Ascension takes you to the edge of what we perceive as reality. We exist to bring awareness to hidden ancient wisdom, our true world and galactic history, advanced technology, sound and frequency, sacred economics, conscious living, cosmic consciousness, and the ascension of humanity. Neil and Solgore are your facilitators for this experience. The time is now for the expansion of your consciousness. Participate in our online webinars. Visit portaltoascension.org. That's portaltoascension.org. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Portal to Ascension Radio with Neil and Soul Gore. To find out more about the program and to contact Neil and Soul directly, please visit our website at portaltoascension.org. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone. We just heard from Michael, and unfortunately, unfortunately, he will not be able to join us last minute. So we're going to tell you about the tour we're about to embark on and what it entails. Also, we're going to put on some audio clips with Michael speaking on Ubuntu and the Hidden Origins tour. Right. So before we put on those clips, the tour that we're about to go on is the Michael Tellinger tour. It's the first tour that we as Global Ascension Tours, this new component of Portal Ascension that we just created, and we're embarking on tour with Michael, starting with Sedona, going into Boulder, going into Irvine on May 31st, Desert Hot Springs, Mount Shasta, Ashland, um, Ashland, Eugene, Portland, Seti Ranch in Trout Lake, Washington, Seattle, Vancouver, all the way over to Toronto. Just over three weeks of touring on his awareness on hidden origins, where we're going to delve deep into the ancient history of mankind and what has been suppressed, what is the truth about our ancient gods, our ancestors, what evidence that we have that there were advanced civilizations that existed on the planet before. And then as well as that, Michael is going to go into a step-by-step plan of action that he's found utilizing this awareness from ancient civilizations that we can create a world of abundance, um, an economy where we all live in sustainability, where we can live money-free and full of joy and happiness. And it's, it's actually a step-by-step process that he can create and we can all create together through this Ubuntu philosophy called contributionism. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring on two different clips. We're going to bring on one clip that's going to talk about Michael Tellinger and his journey and, and also what Ubuntu is. And then we're going to bring on the trailer for the tour so that you can hear exactly what he's going to be going over. Hello, my name is Michael Tillinger and I'm the founder of the newly formed Ubuntu Liberation Movement and political party in South Africa. This movement arose in 2005 out of my original philosophy on a whole new social structure that I called at the time contributionism, only to realize that virtually all ancient cultures have had similar systems that have been suppressed and lost to us all through capitalism, industrialization, modernization, and ultimately the greed of a handful of humans that want to rule the world. I would like to share with you the joy and simplicity and the beauty of Ubuntu, where people do not live divided in fear of each other, but rather live united and thrive in abundance on all levels of our society. All my life I've been appalled by the human suffering and misery that prevails on our beautiful planet. Suffering that seems to continue as if there were no solutions to the plight of humanity. And yet, in all our hearts, we all know that there are solutions, and that they are really simple. But somehow, our so-called leaders are not providing the solutions, but instead creating more confusion and misery. 
I remember as a young child being deeply affected by the suffering around me, wondering why there are poor people and rich people, why some people are homeless and hungry while others live it up in luxury. Well, that feeling has never left me personally, and I know that there are millions around the world who feel the same. In 2005, I had what could be described as an awakening experience. Like millions of people around the world, I began to realize that there had to be something more to this life than the strife and misery than most people experience on a daily basis. I began to look around for the reasons of the human misery and suffering, trying to find a simple solution to it all. It became very clear to me that humanity has become a deeply divided species, divided on every possible level we can imagine, divided by country, by flag, by religion, education, where we live, what job we have, what car we drive, what clothes we wear, the brands we buy, the division is endless and far more severe than most of us could possibly realize. And most importantly, in our relentless quest for modernization, many of us have become separated from Mother Earth. It becomes obvious to me that this human division is in direct conflict with the laws of nature and the resonance of unity consciousness that seems to be the foundation for all of creation. Our division is also the main reason why so many of us live in perpetual fear. We fear everything, fear of death, fear of our neighbors, fear of the unknown, fear of cancer, fear of disease, fear of authority and fear of losing our jobs. We seem to fear everything in our lives that should be joyful. So I studied the works of the great prophets and the teachers of the past and I realized that they actually all try to teach us the same morals, to stand united, to love each other and to honor each other and to live in harmony with all of creation. In fact, these are the same values that we try to teach our children while growing up, right? But suddenly, at some mysterious moment in our lives, things change. We stop paying attention to those higher consciousness values and we fall into the routine of life, become entangled in the struggle for survival. At this point, we realize that we need to earn this thing called money. To be able to survive and to live on the very own planet that we were born on. How is it possible that we should need money to live on a planet that we were born on? Our home. I realize that this is nothing more than pure slavery. And it has nothing to do with evolution or the natural order of things. This is indeed the great trap that has been set for us. But by whom? We need to ask. The answer is simple by those who control the creation and the supply of money to every single one of us, the global banking elite that have taken the world hostage and made each and every one of us their slaves. We are caught up in a silent and relentless war against the common man, a silent war of economic slavery that has been so cleverly woven around us that most of us are not even aware of it. All of our natural resources are being mined and traded by multinational corporations that have more rights than human beings. We have simply become the slaves for the corporations. Our country and our planet is being raped and destroyed in the name of money, greed and political control. Most of us don't even have the foggiest clue how it all works, how money is created, and how a small number of banking families keep us all enslaved and how they completely rule our lives. These bankers are the masterminds behind the global economic system that rules the world without ever being questioned or challenged. A system that is designed to control and destroy everything that opposes it to ensure its own survival. But now that we know this, we can do the right thing and inform everyone about this injustice and do something about it. And so millions of people are waking up to the silent war against humanity and are standing united for change all over the world. People of courage, vision and enlightenment who know there is a better way ahead for humanity. 
The great masters of the past all had a simple message for us, to lead simple lives and enjoy life to the fullest while we are here in our physical bodies. After all, we are all immortal souls from the divine creator of all, having a physical experience on this earth. It is up to us to be happy or miserable. Personally, I choose love and happiness above all. I believe that this is the common thread that binds us all. Everybody wants to be loved and wants to be happy, but many of us do not know how to attain this state of bliss. The great masters taught us that material possessions and riches will not bring us happiness. And history has shown us that during great times of change, empires of the past have crumbled because of the greed of its leaders. The time for great change is upon us once again. It is up to us, the majority of the people of the world, to embrace these changes, not through violence and opposition, but through love and unity for all of humanity. Let us actively begin to spread the message of unity consciousness to all of humanity that will allow us to heal our division and change the misery of our human beings to abundance within a global community filled with love for each other and not fear of each other. Africa is recognized as a cradle of humankind and it is in this birthplace of humanity that we find the solutions for our strife and the answers for a bright future, a bright light of hope and possibility for each and every one of us. In 2005 I called it contributionism, a new social structure where communities live in unity, providing for each other, looking after each other, where everyone contributes their God-given talents towards the greater benefit of all the people in their community. It's very, very simple. A global community where money is completely out of place and unnecessary because of the principles of unity consciousness that triumph and people that actually care and look out for each other. Most of our ancient cultures had a saying that if it's not good for everyone, it's no good at all. In Africa they called it Ubuntu. This philosophy was shared by hundreds if not thousands of ancient cultures all over the world. It is on these fundamental beliefs of absolute equality, working together for a common purpose of abundance for all, in united communities that thrive on all levels of society, that the Ubuntu Party and the Ubuntu Liberation Movement was established. I called it the Ubuntu Contribution System, a natural order of things in total harmony with nature, our planet and all of creation. This does not mean going back to the Dark Ages or living in caves devoid of technology as some may think. In fact, it means completely the opposite. Abundance in all spheres of life beyond our wildest imagination. We simply cannot continue on the path we are on any longer. If we are to survive as a species, we have to discard all that is in conflict with our own survival. I would like to welcome you and share with you the joy of Ubuntu a new social structure for a new world of unity consciousness and abundance on all levels of our lives. So I urge you to read and listen and view all the material available to you to inform yourself as much as you can and join the Ubuntu movement. Remember that the answers to all our problems are really simple. But those who try to control us will constantly tell us that it is very complicated and that only money can solve our problems. We all know that this is a lie, because money does nothing. People do. People grow the food, they plant the seeds, they build the bridges and solve the mathematical equations, and people create the most beautiful works of art. People do everything in great spirit and joy when they are allowed to do so. Money is simply the obstacle that keeps us all from creating and thriving. Thank you for listening to this message and I hope it resonates with you and gives you an insight into how simple things can be and how we can thrive as a species. And may the light of the Creator shine on all of humanity in our efforts to unite. We are so honored to be working with Michael and um, the awareness that he shares, everything from the deeply esoteric where he goes into talking about ancient past, you know, and the consciousness behind it all, into record, into talking about um, a socio-political, economical 
paradigm shift and how we can create it. It's really utilizing this ancient wisdom in order to see what can we, uh, what can we do now? How can we utilize this wisdom and make real change on earth? So we're extremely excited to be going on tour with him and literally yes. laying, laying the seeds of consciousness right across the planet as we go from city to city. Mm -hmm. So now what we're going to do just before we close up here, we're going to put on his trailer when he's talking about the tour, um, specifically and we really hope to see you guys on this tour and if you can't make it live you can go to portal2ascension.org and you can actually sign up for the live stream you can watch the hidden origins live stream or you can watch the ubuntu live stream All right so here we go enjoy hello this is michael tillinger and i'm very excited to tell you about my upcoming tour of the united states and canada for 2017 the tour will start on the 24th of may in Sedona, Arizona, we'll move out to Boulder, Colorado, then go to Southern California, make our way all the way up to Seattle and Oregon, after which I'll cross over into Canada and do three cities in Canada. I can't wait to share with you all the latest research and knowledge and information from the ruins and the vanished civilizations of Southern Africa, the ancient advanced technology that they left behind and what we've learned from this technology and how this can benefit us in the search of free energy and alternative sources of energy. All the research to do with sound, resonance and frequency that's connected to these ancient sites and how all this knowledge has led to the formation of the Ubuntu movement and providing a solution for this insane world we find ourselves in. I can't wait to share all this exciting information with you, ongoing, expanding knowledge that keeps shining a light and a deeper understanding of the nature of our, of the, the nature of our reality that we find ourselves in and how that keeps shifting and molding and changing into something so amazing and so incredible that it forces us to keep breaking down the borders and restrictions of our imagination. I look forward to seeing you in the USA and Canada. If you can come and see me at one of the venues, please do so. See the dates and the venues and the details on the website below. I'll see you in the USA and Canada between the 24th of May and the 17th of June, 2017. Until then, this is Michael Tellinger. Bye for now. Yes, please join us and on this tour. It's going to be super awesome. We're going to be talking to everyone and hanging out after. So just... It's going to be really fun. Yes. So yeah, join us, michaeltellingertour.com. Check that out for the tour dates and go to portaldescension.org. Check out all of our upcoming webinars, our past webinars, and also the live stream with Michael Tellinger. We're taking it to the next level every day that goes on. We just go, we just take it to the next level exponentially so that we can keep creating these ripples in consciousness and assist in the paradigm shift that we're all currently undergoing. We're all doing this for the betterment of humanity, Woo. for unity consciousness. So thank you all so much for being with us today. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Portal to Ascension Radio. We invite you to return for another session of our program next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Gratitude, love, and abundance until we meet again.